When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 243, Five Inspirations for Being in the Moment by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hey, 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 what's going on, oldies? Don't worry, I'm not calling you old. OLD stands for Optimal Living Daily. Welcome back to a new day and new episode. Or if you're new here, thanks for checking out this podcast where I simply read to you from some of the best blogs I can find to help you live your best life. And I'm Justin Mollick. I have a lot on my plate today, so you're gonna benefit from that because I'm not gonna do a little pitch for anything right now. So I'm just gonna jump right in and start optimizing your life. Five Inspirations for Being in the Moment by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Quote, Normally, we do not so much look at things as overlook them. Alan Watts. How often have you eaten a meal and not really tasted it, or completed a chore, or drove to work without really thinking about it? Our days often pass us while our minds are elsewhere. One of my favorite methods of finding happiness and preventing stress is living in the moment, also known as mindfulness. It's one of the foundations of Zen Buddhism, of course, actually all Buddhism, I believe, but it's not necessarily meditation per se. It's more being aware of your actions and thoughts and what your senses bring in in your everyday routine. No one actually lives in the moment all the time. I don't think it's possible. Some, with practice, can learn to live in the moment for longer than most of us, but there will always be times when you're worried about the future or thinking about the past and forget to be in the moment. It's actually pretty hard if you give it a try. Test it out right now. Close your eyes and concentrate on your breathing, the sensation of the air as it enters your nose or mouth and fills your lungs, and as it goes out again. If other thoughts come up, be aware of them, acknowledge them, let them go, but don't try to force them away, and then return your focus to your breathing. It's hard, isn't it? Being in the moment isn't as easy as it sounds. It takes practice, but it can be achieved at times. To help inspire you to live in the moment, here are five great examples. Number one, children. There's no one better at being present than a child. I love to watch my three-year-old son, Seth, as he plays. He's not thinking about what happened to him yesterday or what he's going to do later today. He's Spider-Man and he's fighting the bad guys and nothing else in the world exists. If he gets mad about something, he overreacts and nothing else in the world matters but what has upset him. But he'll cry about it and then soon return to normal, happy again, the offending situation forgotten without a grudge. He has no cares about tomorrow and for that, I love to watch him. We need to use children as inspiration and try to be like them sometimes. Jesus instructed us, be as a child, and those were wise words. Number two, cats. I also like watching my cat, Riddle. He thinks he's a lion. He'll stealthily stalk an insect or lizard as if he's hidden in tall grass on the savanna, and then he pounces and attacks. You know, he's not thinking about what he had for breakfast or what furniture needs to be clawed to shreds later in the day. Cats and other animals are all about the now. Be like a cat. 
Number three, my wife and dessert. My wife Ava really knows how to eat dessert. Actually, of all the people I know, she may be the best at being in the moment completely. She can really enjoy something with all of her being. I've learned how to eat dessert by watching her. While I tend to gobble something quickly, Ava closes her eyes and slowly puts a spoon of ice cream in her mouth. She savors the flavor, the texture, the coolness, the sweetness, the chocolateness of it. Ava enjoys things more than most human beings and she inspires me. The next time you eat something, try not to think about anything else, not to read, not to talk to someone, just experience the food. Number four, Zen Sweeper. It's been said that the only two jobs of a Zen monk are sitting zazen, meditation, and sweeping. Cleaning is one of the daily rituals of a Zen monk, one of the most important daily practices. They sweep or rake, and they try to do nothing else. They aren't thinking about being in a Zen state. The Zen state is the sweeping. The next time you're doing housework, or anything really, try concentrating on the housework, on the dust, on the motion, on the sensation. Number five, yourself lost in something. You've been in the moment plenty of times. Can you remember a time when you lost yourself in a task? Not lost in thought, but lost in the doing of the task itself. You were concentrating fully, you thought of nothing else. The world disappeared. It might have been work, you might have achieved that state of mind known as flow, or it could have been a hobby, playing sports, yard work, fixing something, anything. Try to remember a time like that and replicate it. You just listened to the post titled Five Inspirations for Being in the Moment by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And now I wanna mention something that's always confused me about this whole being in the now thing that a lot of people talk about. You might hear it a lot from experienced meditators and even people who have never meditated. Some people call it a flow state also. And if you listen to this podcast or read self-help blogs or meditation stuff, you'll hear the word mindfulness a lot, that feeling of being completely in the moment A good example could be performing or really active sports or something like actually surfing a wave. I'm not a surfer, not even close. But I would imagine that's something where you're completely in the moment, not thinking about anything else except that wave. Even fighting like boxing, UFC, that kind of stuff. You're probably not thinking about what you're gonna have for dinner later that night. And that's awesome. These moments are great. But what's always confused me about this idea of mindfulness and the importance placed on it is that if we're trying to be in the now all the time, like a cat, as Leo mentioned in this post, wouldn't we be dumbing ourselves down in a way? Now, what he said in the post was, and I'll read it again, he said, quote, no one actually lives in the moment all the time. I don't think it's possible. Some with practice can learn to live in the moment for longer than most of us, but there will always be times when you're worried about the future or thinking about the past and forget to be in the moment, unquote. And that sentence can be misleading because the goal of meditation or practicing being in the present moment is not to eventually always be in the present. It's not only impossible to do that, but inhuman. So when Leo says that you can learn to live in the moment longer, that's good. Having good concentration is a great thing, but that's not the goal of meditation or when you practice being present. The goal, if there is one, is more about awareness. And so let me step back and explain the difference between mindfulness and awareness because there's a key difference and both are critical to meditation and the whole reason for being present or living in the moment. So mindfulness is like concentration, but awareness is knowing that you're concentrating. An example is like in The Alchemist when the wise man tells the boy to walk around with two drops of oil and a teaspoon. So in that example, not letting the oil spill and concentrating on the spoon is mindfulness. But awareness is being able to walk around with it, knowing your surroundings, knowing that you're thinking about that spoon. And in meditation, awareness is just as important as the concentration. 
Because once you lose your concentration and start zoning out, awareness is what brings you back and reminds you that you're not supposed to be zoning out. And that's when you basically did a bicep curl for your brain. Concentration is great. Being present and in the moment is nice. And that's mindfulness. But what's just as difficult and equally important, if not more so, is your ability to realize when you're not present, when you're zoning out, when you're in a bad mood for no reason, when you're being irrational, emotional, when you're worrying for no reason. Does that make sense? As Leo said, you are going to worry about the future and think about your past. But what I'd add to that is your ability to catch yourself when you're doing that and to decide for yourself if it's productive or not, that's what awareness is. And you can train yourself to be more aware and catch yourself when you're having negative thought patterns by practicing meditation. So if you give meditation a shot or you're trying it out and getting frustrated, don't try to master being in the now all the time or never having a thought during meditation. That's like doing bicep curls without the weight on it. Catch yourself thinking and you just did one rep for your mind. You just improved your ability to catch yourself when you're having bad thoughts later when you're not meditating. I hope that makes sense and I'm happy to expand on that if you want me to. You can get in touch at oldpodcast.com. I've been meditating like 10 years and honestly, I wish someone told me that way earlier. That was much longer than I wanted it to be, so I'll leave it at that. Thank you for listening to my little commentary there and I'll see you tomorrow with Steve Pavlina, where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.